Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Friday to you. It's Friday, March the 26th. Hey, look, y'all. I'm here to tell you, yesterday was a long day. You know, the Sixers had a game last night. Um, I'm out here on the West Coast. I feel a little, I mean, I've overslept. Um, And the reason being is it was, you know, yesterday morning, you know, nonstop trade stuff. Here you are, you're thinking that the 76ers, you know, going to make a trade. You know, Danny, if they made a trade, Danny Green, well, they did make a trade. It wasn't the trade that everybody expected. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I shouldn't say everybody. There were some people who kept saying, oh, they're going to get George Hill. They're going to get George Hill. They're going to get George Hill. And it's funny. I even did a story saying they're going to go after George Hill. As soon as I did that, I got a call from my editor saying, uh, I think we may need to update the story. They got George Hill. <laughs> so, so that was kind of crazy. But, um, you know, you, you think that Danny Green's going to be the one to go. Yeah, are you shocked that Tony Bradley was traded? No. Now, let me tell y'all this. Just going to let y'all know. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going a little all over the place. So, last night, you were yesterday, the Sixers made a trade for George Hill. It was a three-team trade. Now, I'm not going to give you all the particulars right now, but I'm just going to break it down to you like this. It was a three-team trade between Oklahoma City Thunder and um, the Sixers and the Knicks. What happened is, what the Sixers did is they got um, George Hill and a player from the Knicks. Uh, Tony Bradley was sent to OKC. Vincent Pinier and Terrence Ferguson were sent out to the New York Knicks, right? And it's a traffic. So, you know, right in there. So that's so that's what's happened. That's what happened. And the thought was that, you know, the Sixers were in the running for Kyle Lowry now um, with Toronto. Now what happened is uh, they wanted two young players. They wanted uh, Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey. They wanted two premium draft picks, which means it could have been two first round or first and like maybe a high second, right? And they wanted a rotation player. Now the thing is, Danny Green's $15 million contract, you know, uh, Kyle Lowry's making 30, so you're gonna have to add that contract in to make it work, right? Well, the Sixers are Fortunately for them, they didn't have to do it. Now, here's my thing. Kyle would have came. Everybody would have been happy. All six-time All-Star. So then, you know, you look at you, you kind of weigh things out. And to be honest with them, you know, you look at Danny. You look at Kyle. You say what you got to say. Hey, yes, we're going to lose a leader, but we're going to get a guy who can help us get over the hump. And then we'll try to get some other people in the buyout market and see what we can do, right? or try to make some other trades. So people wouldn't be happy. But, I mean, it wouldn't have been too sad. But here's the deal. The thing is, Danny Green turned this into a great day for himself. 
he actually called it comical. And the reason why he called it comical is because of the stuff that I just mentioned to you. But it was also comical because, you know, he was looking forward to playing the Lakers. The team that he played for last year, he was looking forward to playing the Lakers in the Staples Center, right? Why was he looking forward to it? You know, of course you always look forward to playing your former team. But really because he was a member of the team last year that won the NBA championship. His being able to come here tonight, he and Dwight Howard, who was his, a, a teammate with him, they were going to be able to get their world championship ring, right? Danny has three rings. He won the last two in back-to-back -back years, um, last year with the Lakers, the year before that with the Toronto Raptors. He hadn't seen any of those rings or received them. A, last year, I mean, because he was traded and bought the end of both year, at the um, end of both seasons. And, you know, B, the second one was he hadn't been back to Toronto because of COVID. So he'll have to wait until next year. Okay. So the deal is, you know, here we go. Okay. I'm about to come here. He found out, what's today? He found out on, um, today is, is Friday. He found out on Wednesday that, or, or, or maybe even t uh, Tuesday night, that, uh, that, hey, the team's going to trade you. His agent told him that. The team is going to trade you. So you're thinking like, wow, really? I'm not going to be able to do this and that. Now, again, he's a great guy. He doesn't get stressed out. He knows it's a business. So you have to respect him for that. But can you imagine saying to yourself like, wow, I'm going to get traded. So I can't play against my former team. Who knows if I'll still be in the arena waiting to get my ring. And if he was, how awkward would that be? <laughs> like you're in an arena with the last two teams that trade you for a ring ceremony with you and Dwight Howard going to get, right? So it was a lot of unknowns. But I'm telling you, he put on the show. 28 points, 8 for 12 shooting. He had a clutch three late in the game. And the Sixers rolling, y'all. The Sixers are on a four-game winning streak. And, and they won 10 out of their last 11 games. I mean, the thing is, you know, it is funny. There was a point where the Sixers were one and five without Joel. I believe right now they're Seven and one after that, right? <laughs> I mean, come on now. Come on now. I mean, that's saying a lot. And Danny Green has been a major part of that, a major part of that. So, you know, it was a, a, a long day, a crazy day. You know, you talk to him, he'll say it was a comical day. But, um, you know, hey, everything worked out well for the brother. I mean, he's still here. But you know what? Things could work out well for y'all, too. Again, now I keep telling you guys that I'm not a gambling man. Not. I don't gamble. But I know a lot of people who do. And I know the people at Bet Online AG. You see, 
bet online is the fastest and fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season is over, but the NBA, the NCAA tournament for back, uh, men and women's basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time update eyes and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sports uh, book experts. Use the promo code locked on and you get a bonus. Seriously, just go ahead. Just do locked on. You know. Now, the thing is, in addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer's beat writer for the 76ers, right? I'm 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. See, either, either way, right? So, you can read my articles in Inquirer.com. If you're in a Philly area, you can pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer. Or you can pick up a Philadelphia Daily News, right? You can also, you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you, you listen to a podcast at. And lastly, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, right? You can do that, right? Now, oh, you can follow me on Instagram there, too. Now, here's the thing. George Hill. George Hill is a proven winner, right? You know, George Hill doesn't come with the accolades or the resume that Kyle Lowry has. You know, Kyle Lowry is a Six-time All-Star, guy making a max contract, a guy who won the Olympic gold medal, a guy who's done it all. And not George Hill. Um, yeah, George Hill. Now, the thing is, not George Hill. Now, what the thing about George Hill is, he's a winner, man. You know, he's a guy who played for a lot of teams, 34 years old, same as Kyle. He can shoot the rock. He led the league last season in, in three-point shooting at 46%. Right? So now, right now, you have three guys on the floor that you could put on there, or I could say more. You know, because you got Fur could shoot, Shea could shoot, Joe could shoot, all of them. But now you bring in George Hill, who's a pure point guard who can shoot the rock and defend. Now, you can think about this. If you go to a lineup and you say you want to close out a game and you got him on the floor, you got Seth on the floor, Danny on the floor, come on, man, who you going to defend? I mean, like, somebody's going to get hot, especially when you got Joel out there, right? So the pickup to me is great because he can do a lot. The Sixers don't have a legitimate pure point guard. I'm, that's not a knock on anyone on the roster. I said a legitimate pure point guard. Now, they got a legitimate point guard, 
but they don't have a legitimate, pure point guard. And what I mean by that is someone that's going to run the show, someone that's going to be the quarterback at the gym, so to speak, right, and just give everybody the ball. Someone that's going to be able to stick an open jumper when you sag off of. Now, what they have is they got a lot of guys like Shake Milton, to my eyes, is a combo guard who played point. He's great with the ball in his hands. He's go. He's a bucket getter. The same thing with Tyrese Maxey. You know, Tyrese Maxey is a great athlete. He does what he has to do, but he's more of a combo guard. Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons is like a point forward, so to speak. But right now, they got a guy who, hey, let's go get it. No, let's go get it. Let, 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 me, let me help it out. Let me quarterback the gym. Let me defend. And the thing is, where Kyle wanted $25 million per for, for each of the next two seasons, this guy is on the books for $10 million. Only 1.2 is guaranteed next year. You know? And I'm here to tell y'all, man. I keep telling y'all this. As much as the Sixers are hyped up this year, as much, and they're hyped up. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be in first place as long. I'm going to be real. But as much as the Sixers are hyped up for this year, I think next year's the year. I do. I mean, you look at it and you see how they starting to, they're finding their groove, they're gelling and doing all this other stuff. Next year is going to be the year where they take that lump. They take that, that uh, leap. Now, who knows? They may keep it up. <laughs> and then, you know, you're saying, like, wow, they got, they can, they can, what, what type of damage they're going to do? Right? But I'm here to tell you, like, this was a great move. It was a great pickup. A really good pickup. A really good pickup for George, um, for the Sixers, and a good move for George Hill. He's no longer in Oklahoma City. I mean, you know, you talk to sources, he'll probably be back next week. Next week's a good time for him to be back. Now, you know, we talk a lot about George. You know, we talk about um, all this other stuff, that this, uh, everything else that the Sixers are doing and how it, like, benefits them. But y'all know me, right? Y'all know, y'all know me. The one thing that I love the most is Bill Barr. I mean, I'm sorry I can't front. Like, I'm just a lover of Bill Barr. Like, I'm sitting out here on the West Coast, and I'm saying to myself, like, dang, man, I wish I had me some Bill Barr. Like, Bill Barr is, like, all that to me, right? There's no... Oh, man, Bill Barr, the reason why Bill Barr is all that to me, see, look, here's the thing. I'm just going to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm doing my podcast. I'm sitting here, like, looking out the window, and it's like traffic here. First of all, I'm amazed at how, like, how this city has so much traffic. I mean, I'm literally looking at, like, four, where it is. They got, like, it's like three different highways that I can see, Right? And all of them are packed, going both ways. So I lost my train of thought a little bit. But also, I lose my train of thought is because if y'all listen to this podcast and you listen to me, 
you know that I get up in the morning, I go and make myself a cup of coffee, right, Paco. I go get the dog, and I go get a, a thing of Bilt Bar, right? Protein bar that tastes like a chocolate candy bar, right? So I get that, and I sit down, and I watch a little bit of TV, and I'm chewing on my, um, my Bilt Bar, and I'm drinking my, uh, my, my coffee, right? And then I do my podcast, and oh, how much I'm in heaven. Well, the dummy, who is me, forgot to pack the bill bar again. Right. So, I'm looking out this window, and I'm upset at myself because I don't have a bill bar. My God, I miss that chocolate. People who listen to this podcast know that I love chocolate. I love chocolate. But when I, when, but when I have a built bar, I don't think about it. Seriously. I can eat a built bar and the craving the chocolate will leave me for that day. Now, I'm not saying that had effect, that's going to have the same impact on everyone. But I'm just telling you how it is for me. So the fact that I don't have it is upsetting to me. <laughs> so what you need to do. I'm telling you, you need to go to BuiltBar.com and use LockedOn15 and get 15% um, off your next purchase. I'm telling you, it can change your life. It's gooey, chewy, chocolatey. Now, the best one to me is, oh, I shouldn't say the best one, but I love the ones. I love the velvet cake. I love the cheesecake. I love all of them. Why? Because I feel like I'm cheating. And guess what? I feel like I'm cheating again. Because it's only 160 to 200 calories. 100, actually, 120 to 160 calories. And you get great taste. So I'm here to tell you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. And get 15% off your next purchase. Do it today. Now, I'm about ready to get off of here. I've been ear beating y'all for a little bit too long. But the deal is, tomorrow's gonna be a big game for Doc Rivers. You know, Doc Rivers has done a lot for the Clippers. I mean, I'ma keep it real. Before Doc Rivers came to the Clippers, they were a joke. Even when he came there, well, Vinny Del Negro had, had a couple of good seasons. But the, but the perception of the Clippers were a joke, right? Doc Rivers changed that perception. I mean, I'm here in LA right now, and I remember like, before we used to, like, we would come here, and I'm looking at the Staples Center right now, and it was all about the Lakers, and it still is majority about the Lakers in LA. I'm here to tell you, but the Clippers might have well been a G League team playing in that arena. I mean, people went to the games. Yeah, they went to the games. It wasn't just because of the Clippers. It was because a they couldn't get tickets to the Laker game, or B, they wanted to see the opposing team. And then since they couldn't get tickets to the Lakers game, they would basically go to the Clippers game so they could see uh, the Chicago Bulls, the Sixers, all this other stuff. Yeah, man, like, don't get it twisted. But then it got to a point where they start getting better, right? It got to a point where people started saying, well, maybe this team is for real, right? 
And all the while, Doc Rivers was the face of the team. He was. I mean, think about this. He got let go last year because of, you know, the, the team underachieved. Can you imagine someone saying, talking about the Clippers underachieving? I mean, come on. Isn't that like an oxymoron? Like, come on. I mean, seriously. The Clippers underachieved, right? Now, some people say he was the fall guy. Because, see, you look at this team right now and you say to yourself, they're going through the same stuff they went through last year. But guess what? When you're the coach, sometimes they make the scapegoat. But look at it now. I mean, Doc Rivers is the coach of the year front runner. And I feel comfortable saying that. I do. Because, like, when you do coach of the year, people vote for it now. So it's like when people come up with these eyes, they're like, uh, how do you know what people think? But he took over a Sixers team that was swept in the first round of playoffs. And they got the best record in the Eastern Conference. That's Coach of the Year stuff right there. Coach of the Year stuff. But listen, y'all. It's going to be exciting to see what he does. How, how the type of reaction he gets at home. I hate that fans aren't going to be here because, you know, you would like to see them acknowledge him. But it is what it is. I want to thank y'all for having a blessed day. I mean, thank y'all for listening to this podcast. And I want y'all to have a blessed day. I had that messed that one up, right? But I just want to say that. Peace.